0: And you may be seated. Well, we are uh, thankful to welcome this day Manny Versach, uh, who is uh, a missionary and has all, all kinds of different roles uh, that he has had throughout the years. He previously was a missionary, uh, I believe, in Chile. And now, we'll, um, as of recent, will be going on a church planting team to Colombia. So we are so thankful to have Manny here today. I consider it a privilege to be part of your history. What an incredible legacy to look back at, to be enjoying and to be looking at into the future. Uh, The history of your church is impressive and um, what an opportunity to be one little uh, pebble in that process uh, as you go towards your next century. Thank you so much for the invitation, and thank you so much for already being part of our ministry effort in Colombia, in the different Colombia than the one here, but uh, nevertheless, one that's one with you all and you with us as well. So, te quiero invitar a que abras tus Biblias al Evangelio según San Juan, capítulo 14. I don't remember how to preach in English. I mean, I've been doing it in Spanish for so long. On the way here is one of uh, my... Another pastor, another colleague asked me, do you remember how to preach in English? I said, I don't know. We'll try it. We'll find out. They'll let me know. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, it's been uh, a while since seminary. And uh, I think that's when I uh, started to, um, as soon as we left seminary, go into the ministry in Spanish. And so it's been a while. But uh, thankful for the opportunity to share with you all today. Leftovers. Um, my mother-in-law was an incredible cook. There was one little problem. She, she really didn't know how to cook for just a few people. And so when she cooked, she could feed this whole congregation without any problem. All right? Now, that meant that when there wasn't as many of us around, uh, we had a lot of leftovers. Um, leftovers are not all that bad, and some of them can even be better the second time or even the third time around. Without a doubt, uh, it becomes a lot easier. You don't have to uh, figure out what you're going to do. It's already cooked for you. It's already there. It's already been provided for. And it's easy to just take out and reheat and uh, enjoy. Leftovers. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in our text today. Um, I do want to invite you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 6. And we'll see the first 15 verses in that reading. Um, So it's one of the texts that you will find in all four of the Gospels, uh, not only in John, but in the synoptics as well. Um, And uh, I would have to say that uh, when God said something one time, it's significant and very important. When he repeats it four times, he really wants to get your attention on this, and he wants to remind you of something that is very, very special. So we do have this text in all the Gospels. We will be looking at specifically the one in John chapter 6. The other thing is I want to put it in context. A couple of things have happened right before this. Uh, Number one, his cousin, John the Baptist, has recently lost his head. Literally. I mean, it's been chopped off. I mean, it's not a good thing. And that's actually about the time when Jesus starts his public ministry. He now goes out and and he takes over what John had already started. The other thing that we find the other Gospels introducing uh, right before our text is that Jesus has already put together his disciples, and he sent them out. And he sent them out, and now they have come back, and they're reporting on that experience as they've gone out. So having said that, Um, We will be giving reading to our text, but let us first pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to remind us all of your word, to reflect on it for the next few minutes, and just enjoy what you have for us. May we celebrate you as we enjoy what you um, have shared with your church over over 2,000 years what you have shared with this, your part of your church for over 200 years. May we enjoy what you have for us. May you use the lips of this, your servant, with all his limitations. May we enjoy the opportunity to have your Holy Spirit prepare our hearts and minds and even my lips and my heart that I might share you in a way that's pleasing to you. Father, use me and prepare us all, including myself, to hear you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. John chapter 6, let us hear together the word of the Lord. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the miraculous signs that he had performed on the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountain and he sat down with his disciples, the Jewish Passover feast was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, eight-month wages would not be enough bread for each of them to have a bite. Another of his disciples Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Oh, here's a boy with five small barley blows and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the man sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus took uh, the loaves, and he gave thanks, and he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did this. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So he gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over and those um, over by those who had been eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely, This is a prophet who's come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and take him and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. That's the reading of God's word. May I invite you to reflect a few minutes with me on this text. Again, a couple of things have just happened, and Jesus has started. And as he's looked around and, and he started to perform some of the miracles, healing many of the folks, a large crowd started to form. Folks, can I suggest that a lot of times people gather to see Jesus for many reasons? Some because they they just want to enjoy his presence some because they want to see some more of what he can do some because they want to see what they can do for him as far as feeding them or providing that thing that they are looking for a lot of reasons why people approach Christ and and you know what not all of them would be necessarily in alignment with what you and I would say those are the best reasons but the interesting thing is that in spite of the different reasons why the people get uh, around Jesus Jesus took the opportunity to share his love and to share his presence and to share what God and only God can do for those individuals. So there are different things that uh, will happen in the transition of the history of this 2022 year that's still before us into the next year. And there will be different reasons why people will gather around, maybe even come into this church May we continue to take those opportunities to, to share him and to uh, draw them closer and closer to Christ. It says here that the Jewish Passover uh, festival was very near. It's one of three Passovers that the Gospels allude to, that one of the reasons we know more or less the time frame of Jesus' public ministry. And, and I'm wondering what other opportunities you and I are going to have in the next um, few weeks. Maybe Thanksgiving. Um, I mentioned leftovers and, and, and my mother's cooking. When we would meet for Thanksgiving, often we'd have 80, 90 people uh, at our home, or actually outside in our backyard. They didn't fit inside our home. And, and we would, I was literally meeting family members every year that I still didn't know. And, and they would come over, and believe me, they would take leftovers with them when they left. But there wasn't one Thanksgiving that we didn't take opportunity. to to share with them Christ and to share the reason why we were so, so very thankful. Not only do we have Thanksgiving coming up, we have the the holidays of Christmas, Uh, we have uh, elections coming up, we have uh, the end of the year, uh, maybe your own birthdays or, or anniversaries, opportunities that God will put in your path to celebrate and to point others Towards Christ and some of the things that he can do in our lives but one of the things that we want to do in this process is learn from the teacher learn from the master teacher that Jesus Christ was and he is taking advantage of this opportunity to continue to teach his disciples and to continue to minister to the people that are there and one of the first things we learn from this teacher, from Jesus himself, is that he didn't keep focus inwardly, but outwardly. He says he lifted up, he looked up, and he saw a great crowd coming towards him. Folks, that's one of the most important things you and I need to do on a regular basis. Look up and see what's around us. Look up and see the people that God is putting in our path one way or another that we might be able to share Christ with them and to share the hope that exists in our lives. And Jesus uh, looked up, and uh, he saw a great crowd coming towards him. Uh, it's hard to see when we're not looking upward, when we're looking downward. Recently, I don't know how many of you saw the, the funeral services of Queen Victoria, or Queen Elizabeth. I'm sorry. <laughs> Queen <laughs> Elizabeth. Whoa. My wife's shaking her head over there. No, no. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. And um, one of the questions we kept on asking ourselves was, how is it that her guards, these guys with these big, tall, black hats, uh, that comes down and covers most of their eyes, how is it that they can't see? I really don't know the answer to that. Uh, But what I do want to remind you is that we do need to look upward and be able to know what's ahead of us. Uh, They somehow saw, and they somehow got used to that, uh, we need to remind ourselves that we need to look around to see what God is putting in our path and, and how we can minister to those individuals that he does put there. And, 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 um, and it says, and the great crowd that he, he saw towards them, he said, I need to feed these folks. So he addresses one of his disciples, Philip, and he says, all right, uh, where are we going to buy bread? <laughs> You know, it's Jesus who's initiated this teaching opportunity. It's Jesus who's initiating this conversation. It wasn't Philip that came to Jesus. It's Jesus that said, Philip, what are we going to do? All right? So, uh, how is Jesus initiating some things in your life right now? I know that about a year and a half ago, he initiated something with my wife and I. We were looking to retire. We were looking forward to sitting, uh, uh, buying a place close to our grandkids and our children and enjoying them. You know, hey, I'm almost 65, and I can retire, and we can enjoy them. And uh, as we were making our own plans, uh, God was saying, wait a second. Hey, Philip, oh, I mean, Manny, it's not, that's not what, exactly what I want you to do. Here's another teaching opportunity for you. And so um, Philip is... Uh, intrigued by the question, where am I going to get, you know, bread for this? It's going to take a lot of money. Uh, It's going to take a lot of sacrifice, (laughs) Um, but Jesus is saying, I want to continue to equip you, Philip. I want to continue to teach my disciples, and I want to minister to these people that I am drawing to myself, to this crowd that's before him. It says he asked this only to test him, You know, much of what you and I encounter in our journey is opportunities for us to reflect on what Christ is trying to teach you, on what Christ is is putting before you. Um, I have often told God, uh, God, you need to make it really clear for me because I'm kind of dumb. You know, I want you to line up the stars and say, this is what I want you to do. Or, you know, if you want to talk to me, that's fine. Just talk to me real loud. Or how about if you write on the wall and, and write it out for me? You know, he usually will not use any of the above, but he will use his word. He will use the, the body of, of, of believers. He will use the spiritual leaders that he's put in your body here to guide you and give you some direction. And, and there are things that God is trying to tell you, and you need to say, okay, I don't understand all of this. How, how is it that you want me to work through this or learn through this? He already had in mind what he wanted him to do. You know what? He had in mind what he wanted my wife, Terry, and I to do. He was just giving us an opportunity to say, it's not retirement time yet. Not that there's anything wrong with retirement, but not yet and not for you at this time. And so um, Jesus is taking the opportunity to teach. Uh, taking the opportunity to help uh, his disciples trust in him, even when, when the question seems, I, I don't have an answer for th- to that right now. How am I going to do that? It takes too much money. I definitely don't have it. It would take half a year's wages. <laughs> uh, let me suggest something to you that you're probably fully aware, of. but just remind you of it right now. Loving God and serving him and serving uh, your neighbor is expensive. It requires a lot of sacrifice, financial, time, your talent. Um, And and God is saying, are you willing to put that in front of me and put it back in the offering plate one way or the other? Then another one of his disciples who was there, not only Phil, but now Andrew. You know, we don't know a whole lot about this guy, uh, but we do know a couple of things. One is that he was the one who introduced his brother to Jesus. And uh, we don't know a whole lot of what Andrew did, but we know a whole lot of what Peter did. (laughs) And you know, the other thing is, right now, one of the things that Andrew is doing is introducing this little boy to Jesus. Hey, there's this little boy here. One of the things that you and I can learn from Andrew is, are we willing to invite our family and friends and the people we know that they might be drawn closer to Jesus with all their limitations with all the uncertainties and and not and by the way even if they are very young it's good to see that we have some of our children here they don't fully understand everything that's going on and hopefully they're getting um, God's word being taught to them one way or another but you know to to bring them to church on Sunday mornings to, to make them part of the body to and in, in, involve them in this process. what a wonderful opportunity to to model and to continue to point these little ones onto the lord and this little boy, what did he have he didn 't have a whole lot five little pieces of bread and uh, two pieces of a fish, and you know a little sandwich and uh, what 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 can you do with that and uh, the, the 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 text alludes to the limitations. A little boy, insignificant, little stuff that he had: five small barley loaves, two small fish. Um, and what what are we going to do? That famous little paralyzing word, but you know, I don't have it. I I. I you know, I really have a hard time sharing the whole Roman road or, or really inviting somebody to, to church on Sunday morning. And, and we come up with all these excuses. I don't have it. And our emphasis so often is on our limitations. Uh, and we forget to look at God's provisions. We forget to look at God himself and all that he has for us. Jesus said... <laughs> Hey, and this is now no longer Philip, no longer Andrew, but Christ himself. Jesus said, have the people sit down. You know what? (laughs) You say there's limitations, I see abundance. You know what he looks at? Plenty of grass, he says. There's plenty of grass here. (laughs) And he's also saying to himself, not only is there plenty of that, there's plenty of need. There's plenty of people. There's a large crowd that's coming. And this is a wonderful opportunity for us to put our eyes where they need to be, not on ourselves, not on our limitations, but on the God of abundance, the provider of all things. And after they sat down, he says Jesus took the loaves and he gave thanks. You know, it's incredible what God can do with your limitations. I know that for a fact because he's taken me and all my limitations and given me an opportunity to serve him now for over 35 years as ordained and even prior to that before seminary. And not because I am all that. It's just because I, am, I was willing to say, here I am. I am willing to go. By the way, it didn't come easy. It didn't come easy. I, I come from a uh a family of pastors, a grandfather was a pastor, an uncle was a pastor, and I, I, one thing I knew, I didn't want to be a pastor, okay? I am convinced that God doesn't care a whole lot about what I want, <laughs> uh, but he always knows what's best for me. And he took my unwillingness, and he changed it around, and eventually my, my limitations, and he's given me an opportunity to serve him these many years. You know, I used to be one of the shyest individuals that you can imagine, um, I remember going all through junior high, liking this one young lady. She never knew it, <laughs> uh, because I was scared to tell her. All right, but God, by the time I went to Covenant College on Lookout, uh, if you ask my friends over there, my colleagues, they say shy Manny? Not at all. You know, God took me and started molding me, I got, giving me opportunity because to stand up in front of a crowd, in front of people, and talk. Uh, it doesn't come easy to most people. Most people are more terrified about public speaking than about anything else in life. And God took me from a very shy, very timid, and very limited individual to an opportunity to serve him over these many years. He can take your limitations and transform them into incredible assets for his kingdom as well. And after he took the loads and he gave thanks, he, he, he refocused from limitations to the provider from what I can do to what he can do. And after he gave thanks, he distributed and he gave to everybody there 5,000 men. And he, he did the same thing with the fish. You know, it's interesting. Um, One of my favorite texts is the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 37 through 40. Why do I like that verse? Because it makes it difficult, simple. It takes all of Scripture and says, and all of the law and all of the prophets is summarized in this, love God and love your neighbor. And you know what? It doesn't get a whole lot easier than that. And, And this verse here talks about Jesus putting that into practice when he starts off by giving thanks and, and praising his father for his provision, and then helping out and meeting the need to that crowd, loving the neighbor as well. That you might be able to take the complexities of 66 books in the Bible from, from verses that make a lot of sense to others that you say, how do I do that? What does that mean? You know what? Simplify it. Two things, love God and love your neighbor, Paul says it in another way. I have chosen to know nothing except Christ and him crucified. It's not that difficult, folks, if you are willing to say, God, use me in spite of my limitation. After that, after he fed the crowd, after he taught his disciples, after he modeled, after he praised his father, and then ministered to the people, he now goes back to the disciples. And he says, um, Gather the pieces that are left over. Folks, when God provides, he provides in abundance. He doesn't provide just a little bit. He doesn't provide just a little more. So, you know, we're going to take communion in a little while. And one of the things that every time I take communion, I think of that little piece of bread that they give me, or that little piece of grape, that little thing of grape juice that I get to drink. And that's not a whole lot. But you know what? That's just symbolic of all that he provides. He provided his very son. He provided his very presence here amongst us so that we might be able to know him and be reconciled with him and be able to know a way to go back to him, to have that image with with which we were created, which we lost at the garden, be reestablished in us. That little piece of bread and that little... talks about that huge sacrifice and that incredible God who loves us so much, who says, I'm going to give you another chance. So <laughs> the God's provisions, uh, first of all, we are reminded that it's, it's from him that we receive all of that. It's from his hand. It, it's a sovereign God who has provided for everything and who's gone before us, who provides all that we need. And then it says, let nothing, let nothing be wasted not even a 64-year-old grandpa who thought he was finished with the ministry, or a much younger grandma, I can't say of her age, but you know what, even at this stage of our lives, an opportunity to continue. Not, Not even at this stage is there anything to be wasted, but to be used on for him, and likewise in your life. So they filled up. 12 baskets of leftover bread (laughs) God provided, and they used it to feed and to meet the needs of the people. But you know what? There was more bread left over, more people that could be fed with that bread. The passage we read this morning in Exodus talks about the heavenly bread provided in the wilderness over 40 years, the manna. And the passage right after this reading that we just had talks about the living bread being Christ himself. And it is that bread that we are called to share as we share it in the communion table in a few minutes. But as we leave these uh, doors in a few minutes and go about our, our events of this evening and this next week that we're going to be out there, it is that bread, eternal bread of life, Jesus Christ, that we are called to continue to share with other people and not because these' leftovers, it's just because of God's provisions that God has given us so much of that we can enjoy, we can be satisfied with, we can rest in, and we can turn around and give it away and let others enjoy it as well. Uh, there's so much leftover. there's so much opportunity. there's so much bread still to be shared. The text concludes by the, t- the verses that read, and the people saw that Jesus, what he had just done, and they, beg- they began to say, surely this guy is special. He's a prophet. Wow. That, they recognized by what was going on, what had just taken place, that Jesus was special, that Jesus was something that had been promised. And at the same time, uh, not only are the people being ministered to, the disciples are seeing the incredible the incredible opportunity that walking with Christ is all about and what he can do when we put things in his hands. And so we see that the result of, of allowing ourselves to be used, of putting our faith in God, will give us not only opportunity to see his hand, but to share him with others. But you know what happens in verse 15? We read it a few minutes ago. They now wanted to turn and take Jesus by force and put him into a situation that he was not in here, that he didn't come to this earth to do, to make him king by force. And so one of the things that we have to do once we share that bread, once we share Christ as people, the incredible need to disciple, the incredible need to show those individuals what the true fullness of the word of God is all about as we study the catechism as we go through some of the uh, opportunities of reading the, the depths of the Bible so we can learn more about what prayer is all about and what worship is all about and, and what serving um, our community is all about that we can see what God has called us to do not only to, to deepen our relationship with him but also to share him with others. So uh, we can go so quickly, and individuals can go so quickly from understanding that God is special and that Christ has done something special to misunderstanding and misappropriating. And so our responsibility as a church to now continue to disciple, you have been doing that by God's grace and with his help for over 200 years. My prayer is that God will allow you to continue to to be his instrument, to continue to, to, to not only take what God has put in your hands and, and you turn around and you say, God, here it is. Use it for the expansion of your kingdom here in this Colombia, as well as in the other Colombia and around the world where God gives you an eye opportunity. Let me finish. Let me conclude with the following. Can I invite you to do the following? Number one... Uh, you have opportunities that are coming before you. Take advantage of them. Use them to, to point others towards Christ, to celebrate life in its abundance and his provision, especially of eternal life, and secondly, of being able to be reconciled with him and being ready in our process of sanctification for when he calls us home. And I invite you to keep your eyes upward, not only towards... Um, this pulpit where God's word will continue to be preached and continue to be shared, but continue even forward because the pulpit here is pointing up and it's pointing to a God who has initiated everything with you and me, who is holding our hands and walking us through, and it says he's faithful to be with us even to the very end. Keep your eyes up so that you can see the crowds that God has put around you and the people that he wants you to minister to. You already have the bread of life. What a privilege. It's by grace you have it, but you have it, and you have enjoyed it for these many years. Now, as you enjoy it and celebrate it and put it back in God's hands, watch him multiply it and use it in an incredible way even until the end of this year and until he comes back. God wants to speak to you and use you in this process. He wants to, in a very special way, not only that you might enjoy that bread of life, but that you might share it. And in the process, that you might help others as well. In their their journey of getting to know that Christ, in their journey of being able to worship that Christ, to also be able to multiply themselves, so that this congregation might be not a body of 200 300 500 but a body that multiplies itself in different parts of this community different parts of this country different parts of the world thank you for the opportunity to share with you at this time i'd like to close in prayer and also pray for the separation and the special use of the elements that we are going to enjoy now father as i had opportunity to reflect on your word and and share a little bit of what you put in my heart. May it be something that you take and you, um, Father, you multiply it many times over in the hearts and minds of this, your body. Father, if it's not from you, may you protect their ears. But if it is from you, may you encourage them to not only uh, hear it, but apply it and share it with others as well. And so, Father, thank you for the incredible opportunity to share with this uh, part of history and to allow my wife and I to be a little bit of that history as well. May you continue to bless them as they go forth, as they continue to, to serve you in so many ways with uh, so many missionaries. Um, and uh, what a privilege you give my wife and I to be part of that family now. And so... Uh, where you continue to guide, to lead, to provide, and, Father, to use this, your body. And so, Father, we also want to pray now for the sacrament we get to celebrate. Uh, What a beautiful opportunity to be remembered of your love, the sacrifice of your own body for us on that cross, your own blood shed on our behalf to pay for our sins and to invite us to be reconciled with the Father. Father, may we uh, prepare our hearts and minds uh, for that celebration. May we uh, prepare for being able to announce your death until you come back and and be thankful for what you have already done, knowing that even what's ahead is still uh, filled with your presence and filled now with your guidance. Guide us now. Use uh, these elements to remind us of that grace and communicate that grace to us Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate this, your sacrament. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.